Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 153 of the Ace of Geeks podcast. Brought to you right from KublaCon. KublaCon's a local game convention that you should totally check out if you're in the Bay Area. Um, this episode of the podcast was brought to you by Audible.com. You can get 180,000 audiobooks in a subscription service, and you can get your first audiobook free just by going to audibletrial.com slash aceofgeeks. Thank you so much. Enjoy the show. We are wizards. We are crewmen. We are Jedi superhuman. Warriors fighting on the side of good. We are DMs. We are players. We are hardened undead slayers. Elven archers roam the enchanted wood We all pretend to be something So why not pretend to be something interesting Nerd on my friends, nerd on Keep it up and we can rule the world Whatever you love is Power in your phantom. Keep strong, nerd on. And that's your group. There we go. And so, we're here at KubelCon with Zeb and Rebecca, and been listening a while. Um, usually, we have a few more people here, and we do this after a game. But most games this uh, this weekend have just devolved into people just talking and drinking, and me forgetting to take out the equipment. It's been a fun weekend. Yes. And the drinking is important. Uh, yeah, a, a lot Asian of people. Building. Yeah, it's really. I mean, really, is there any reason to drink besides wanting everyone to like you? Just <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, uh, get over the snowball. I mean, this. It's this amazing. Ginormous ball microphone. It's it's very exciting. It's omnidirectional. I have it set to two, which I'm pretty sure is omnidirectional. Probably. I think. I I don't know. I can always project. Yeah, and we're so close to it, I don't think it matters that much. Um, so uh, <laughs> we were just talking about something that wasn't specific to a person. That's why I stopped the recording after, or started the recording after we were done talking about that. But there's something else we were talking about. If you guys can remind me, it was... Uh, uh, so shelter in place. Yes, yeah, shelter. Okay, thank you. So Melissa was doing shelter in place. Um, and I'll remind her of this when she was here, but apparently one of the guys who was playing after they broke down, Devin was like, do people want to stay around, play Cards Against Humanity? That was cool, and they did that. Uh, luckily, they had a LARP that ended after two hours, whereas for me, I was done after three. Like, I got to a point, and then I just couldn't LARP anymore. So they're playing, and apparently this guy said to her, is that your accent, or are you trying to be pretentious? And... <laughs> So she, oh my god! Right, and so she doesn't say anything. I assume, like in her mind, she's thinking like, "If I kill him, can we come back?" <laughs> and then apparently, Devin steps in and is like, "That was fucked up." 
just I, I'll let her tell it because it's way better with her telling it. But just hearing about it, I'm like, one, I understand why he might think that because a lot of LARPers do that. And two, what the fuck? you don't say that. Yeah, that, who? That's just awkward gamer person. So Die, many, normally. so many gamers and so many LARPers like to put on that uh, accent when they can yeah. to affect their character. Especially characters. sixteen to twenty year olds. Uh, you're right. Yeah. Especially, especially the younger yeah, LARPers. I can't do accents, or at least I can't hold an accent for more than two or three minutes at a time. I can only do it when I'm drunk. Apparently, I just naturally switch into, like, a Russian accent when I'm drunk. You can. You can. (laughs) Although, your your, uh, mad scientist accent's pretty good. (laughs) I I remember when you were playing a gamer geek of Slarp, when you were the... um, uh, the weapons maker. Yeah. Do you remember that? Your accent was fantastic. I really liked it. It was one of those where I... I the, the Gamer Geekus guys have given me some version of that character in a couple of their LARPs in the series. Uh, it was a repeat story. It was, it was yeah. a continuing story, and even though it was separated by centuries, yeah, I had the same character, and every time I'd start... or After the second LARP, they'd hand it to me, and I'd think, okay, what... what they're telling me this is the same character. What do I remember about the LARP yes. last year? I know it was fun. And then you fall into it, and it's great. I mean, having the having the repeat character or carrier... Mm-hmm. Uh, a character so you're a, a cameo, fan of those repeating characters. I like it. I really like uh, continuity in games. Mm-hmm. I'm much more of a... Uh, when I tabletop, I'm much more of a campaigner than a, a mm-hmm. one-shot. And the idea of the... The continuing LARP has always been something that just sounds really cool to me. Mm-hmm. So when I come to to conventions and look, this is picking up where the other LARP left off. I think that's great. I think that's yeah. a lot of fun. It can be a bit weird because uh, not everyone returns to the LARP yeah. that was there the year before. And so not everyone can get in. And not everyone shuffler. can get in because of the shuffler. So you might get in and be handed your character from a year before. Yeah. And one other person might have their character from a year before. And there are four other characters that were in that game that are now in the hands of entirely different people. Who will make very different decisions. Who make very different decisions and sure. don't have the reference points that you're operating off of. And I actually have also jumped into... Uh, LARPs that were continuing stories in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. The the uh, mutant uh, saga series that's been done at Denver. Oh yes, I've heard. And I he, played in one of those once. I didn't take to the story. I've I've enjoyed the story, but when I first joined in, I was in like part six, and there were a lot of people who were very involved in the story, and as the guy who just walked in, there was an element of staring around the room trying to figure out what the heck was going on and yeah. and feeling that there was a lot of subtext I was missing. It's almost like, which makes sense for that game as it was a superhero game, picking up a comic book in the middle of a long thing of continuity exactly. and being like, what? It could be a very dangerous thing, too. Like, I've not had the continuing LARP thing. I was going to ask because... how you feel about it, but it sounds like you have little experience with that. Well, yeah, no, I have no uh, no experience with playing continuing LARP character, although I'd love to do that. It's just most of the time the characters I get given are the ones that 
tend to make things explode or tend to end things fairly you, poorly in their movies. You do tend to get a lot of God characters or Deus Ex Machina characters. <laughs> yes. Or characters that just, they, they don't L- put themselves in the You literally played a God in my game. Yes, I know. I, yeah. a, a moon goddess who had misplaced her moon. It was awesome. And she was, and she was uh, uh, an archangel last night. In, yeah, in, that's true. You were an archangel. But like, so, uh, the the one they don't talk about, which were always reminded me of the Discworld. Uh, have you read Thief of Time? Mm-hmm. Oh my God! With the, have you read Thief of Time? I've only read one of the Discworld books, and I can never remember which one it is. I'm it guessing was a, it's Color of Magic. I don't remember. I, I really don't. It was. I don't. It didn't have a lot to do with magic. Oh, okay. With the uh, the guard. Oh, okay. Oh, nice one. So uh, uh, it's probably either guards, guards, men at arms, um, feet of clay. Jingo, fifth element. I could do this all day. I was about to say, I like that you're actually able to list off every single book. Like, I've read a lot of his books, but if you ask me for the name of them, Look at this turtle. I love this world (laughs) so much. Um, I, that's, yeah. Uh, so, back trading Yeah, so the the problem with the, um, with going into those types of continuing arcs, though, is that, yeah, it can be definitely hard to... To pick up, I mean, when I went into the Muna Saga, I was in the very last one, mm-hmm. um, or perhaps the last one because of me, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, like, I was given this character that had, like, four pages of backstory, so the first 20 minutes was just kind of spent, you know, well, trying to find everything. you're back so quickly. I know, she's the, she's the angel of, of do... caffeine. <laughs> How did you do it? Thank you. Oh, wow. Okay, um. Before, well, I, I have a story I wanted to ask you about, but before we get to that, were there no meals left? Yeah. That's okay, I'll totally take chips. Thank you. Um, um, not that I'll eat the chips on the, I'm not going to eat this right now. We have gotten complaints. We did that at first, and then immediately someone's like, I've never listened to your podcast before, and we're like, we've only done three of these, but you should never do this again. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, we won't eat anymore. Um, but, but yeah, so the, I mean, which was a lot of fun, it, um, mm-hmm. but it did, did mean that there was a lot of characters that I probably should have been a lot more wary of and not as trusting, or else the you know universe may have not exploded so forcefully. <laughs> that, that can happen. I, I've played... The craziest continuing LARP I have ever seen was some, some friends of ours, people you know, ran something called uh, Nova Terra, which was a continuing LARP throughout the weekend with different characters, but each thing happened like 500 to 1,000 years later. It was tracking the civilization. Where in the first one, a temporal land of the lost thing happened where cavemen... Um, uh, European Middle Ages people and modern people all met and they all had like two people in each group um, who could communicate because of studying languages where it was everyone in the cavemen because they just could only talk to the people who had studied uh, um, I'm thinking of uh, Indo-European um, could talk to them um, which was in its way a crazy mechanic because um, not everyone could talk to each other. That's that, hard. It was really hard. Um, and the they had to work on the game in between because during the LARP, during the, not the LARP, during the convention, because actions in one game 
would affect who was in and what sort of things happened in the oh, next wow. game. So well, it was so much video. work. I, I have to say, overall, I'm not a huge fan of continuing LARPs um, because, as you say, the storylines can be confusing. Though I don't, I have seen them work so often. Um, Gamer Geek is, does it really well. Yeah. And the Teenagers from Outer Space LARP, I don't know if you've ever done Big Bad Comp, but there's uh, uh, Sarah and uh, Greg do Teenagers from Outer Space, and it is always amazing. Like, every single time, it is, they, they have new ways of interacting with them. I think you'd have a blast things. in the Teenagers from Outer Space. Oh, my. Oh, I'm sure. There are so many <laughs> props. Uh, sometimes they actually have lesson plans, and you go through 15 minutes of a school day, and it's amazingly cool. Uh, it's, not, it's not like a nightmare version for you, though, Jairus, you know? Like, I get to I'm relax. Again? No. <laughs> I get to treat teachers the way kids treat me. <laughs> I finally get to just, you know, not have to be the one planning everything. Well, one of the things I like about LARPs is that before you run it, it's a lot like working a classroom. But when you run it, if you're with people who know how to LARP, you barely have to do anything. And if you're with people who haven't learned a lot, there's a lot of okay. Now do this. Now do that. That's what uh, that's what we're hoping for. We're working on a LARP for the next convention. Awesome. And uh, it's going to be my first time. In which convention? Uh, DenverCon. Oh, excellent. We're, we're because I don't go to PacificCon. <laughs> yes, you are. You're getting married. So yeah. What can you tell us about this LARP for our listeners who um, are in the LARPing community? Definitely political intrigue. Um, it's kind of going to be set in the Middle Ages. We're looking at, Ooh. you know, typical, like, you know, queen is, is kind of getting old and up there and needs it, a successor. It, it, it's going to be Middle Ages era, Europe, European-style nation, non, non-specific. You know, oh, classic, okay. Uh, so, like a quasi-historic. Quasi-historic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not, not, necessar- not magical, but... Game of Thrones without the bullshit. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And, and hopefully at least a little less bloodshed. You know? <laughs> I never know. It's true, you never know. Characters kind of do whatever they want. Yeah, we, Where did you get that brush? We, we might need oh, was to, this to tone down the sexual uh, uh, the whole uh, content of Game of Thrones, too. Yeah. Can I borrow that when you're done? Yeah. So we, we forgot a brush here. We forgot a number of things, none of which were essential. Um, I'll say brushes. But one of them was a You've brush. got much longer hair than he does. <laughs> I have, like, we, well, I'm growing it out, as you have requested, and or at least encouraged. <laughs> and let me tell you, it's really hard without a brush. I have looked like a crazy person most of this weekend. See, so you need to convince him to grow his hair out, because I think he would just look great with the whole, like, romance novel, like, waves. <laughs> it has a lot to do with the shape of the face. And I have to say, you have a particularly shaped face that... Doesn't always work with long hair, except there's a small percentage that works really, really or, well. Or if right here, cut your right here. I think so it like, might work really and for good the for you. Listeners who have no idea what I'm thinking, just below the earlobe. Like I'm thinking for you, not <laughs> shoulders. I'm thinking jawline would work really frames well your for face, you. Yeah. Well, not just framing your face; it gives you an extended um, uh, geometry to your face. Well, my face round enough as it is, so I, no, do that's right. I do want to avoid the basketball look. <laughs> <laughs> well, how so, fluffy is your hair? 
Uh, it can get very fluffy. Oh, well, See, then, that's I, my problem. Against it. See, but I've seen the baby pictures. He had the whole, like, 70s, you know, wavy curl thing going on. Oh, she me too. My parents, <laughs> parents in the 80s putting you into, uh, what do you call it, into uh, um, business in the front, party in the back. Mullet. You mullet. My parents put me into a mullet. I didn't oh, want it. Oh, I'm so wow. sorry. Oh, it was all, and I had glasses and huge <laughs> teeth because I was premature, so my, my teeth were slightly too big for my face. It was awful. I looked like a dweeb, and I wasn't dweeb. See, I just want the side ponytails to come back because, man, I rock that so much. Like, What's wrong with side? That was very early 90s. <laughs> very early 90s. Yeah, that was as early 90s as um, psychedelic bright color animals and dolphin girl uh, notebook covers. You remember those with the spark, and they'd have these vast, so yes, these vast underwater vistas with hundreds of animals, all of whom worked together, and none of whom were predators. Like this ecosystem made no sense. It was a very harmonious time, which was overcrowded, <laughs> overpopulation going on. I know. I want to drink my tea. Cassie's just taunting me at this point. I'm like. You could add water to it. It's, uh, Nonsense! That would, that would <laughs> make, as they so call, weak tea. Melissa. But they still got tea. <laughs> yeah, it's true. There's still tea. Melissa, would you please, for the podcasting audience, if you wish, uh, uh, tell the audience of the fucked up thing that those that guy said to you. Oh! My I was telling them, but I didn't want to say that. You should say like a valley girl voice, just so you know, like... <laughs> Just so I can try to try to pretend that I, I, I could tone down the pretentiousness no. just a little bit, you know. <laughs> so all right. So for the listeners, um, I help a, a good friend run her lap. Devin, Devin Apple, very good friend. And um, uh, I recorded um, two clips for it. Uh, so I put it in two different dialects that nobody noticed because nobody can tell the difference between the two dialects. I guess well. they're both English dialects. Americans understand the difference between the rich English person's accent and the poor English person's accent. Oh, no, wait. And, uh, East End, Blackfoot. Oh, not, what do you call it? What, Cockney. And we understand yes, Cockney. Yes, East End, sweetie. Okay, East End. We call it <laughs> Cockney. Because you don't know where they come exactly. from. Exactly. <laughs> and that's just what it's called on all the uh, casting sheets, and we're Californians, and that's how we learn culture. So we only <laughs> know the difference sheets. between three <laughs> different accents, and you were doing two different slightly rural accents. No. They weren't rural. Okay, no. it shows what I know. Oh, Please well, anyway, continue so with your story. So I this clip with a sort of, you know, because there's supposed to be in the helicopter, so we need a static radio sound and things like that and so forth. And, oh, yeah. And, and, um, and you know, and I, I, I once in a while I'm giving announcements about the whole thing and getting attention because I, I can really project if I have to. I can, I can actually go lower than I did, but I didn't need to. I just feel like you have a lungs on you. So after this, we all sit down to, uh, people, some remaining people, had to sit down and play card games with Fanny. Sit down at a table, guy across from me says, is that really your accent or are you just pretentious? Wow. And you describe, don't show because the listeners can't uh, see that. Describe what your body did. So there was this pause, a freeze <laughs> of, of a moment of like, I can't believe 
someone would just say that to me. And then Had there I been a this, record, it would have scratched. <laughs> I have this certain way of reacting where I'm like, I'm too pissed to say anything. Where my shoulders kind of tilt back and stiffen up a little bit. When neck comes up, I like, I, like, I get very straight. My back gets very straight and I come back. And I kind of look down like, holy shit, I am not going to kill this person. What do I do? <laughs> Thankfully, there was... First, there was this awkward pause because most people could obviously tell that that was all the air sucked out. <laughs> there was a very long awkward pause, and then Devon, thank you, thank, thank you, Devon. Devon was like, "That's her real accent." He figured it was wisest <laughs> to get involved. Let the homicidal rage go out. So, uh, and then we, then we had a little conversation about um, how it would but classic humanity is a game with jokes. Uh, but jokes with the cards, we don't make jokes with people. About, not about the people. <laughs> but we're not insulting the people here, okay? Which came up again later. But... <laughs> <laughs> wow. It, it was like her. Same guy. Like, no, it, actually, it was his son. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. There is wow. extremely inappropriate, but he's 13. rather sexist. And there was not a person sitting right yeah, next to him who tried to defend it, and I was like, Wow! <laughs> uh, so I was, basically, this guy said something very sexist, and uh, after the no, first couple of you can go. Okay, okay, so this person came in. Okay, cool. So, Oops, sorry. It's okay. We judge you. Huh? We judge you. Okay. <laughs> Just as long as you don't tell on us because this is an official game event. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> we got bands. Bands. Have fun. Thank you. Um. Yeah, that's the first time I've had to show my badge. The very first time we have recorded a podcast at KublaCon, we got band checked, and it's on the podcast. <laughs> wow. So uh, you were saying. Okay, so, okay, so, all right, we're playing, we're playing this kind of romantic game, and uh, this uh, girl comes in who's a cousin of two twins who are there, um, and she's wearing cat ears and a tail and just this regular is clothing. Stephen and David. No, what's Stephen's brother's name? I have no idea. I feel like a jerk. Anyway, so this so she, um, this cousin comes in to talk to her aunt, and this very young thirteen-year-old says, "Oh, is there a stripper in here?" And this girl is extremely offended, of course. I can't understand why. I was a part of me. Is, the offensiveness is, is on hold because part of me is thinking, "What is that not recording anymore?" No, it's recording. Okay. Please continue. Part of me is thinking, "Where the hell did that come from?" I'm like, what? Element like she, she didn't know it wasn't wearing anything like I mean I mean she not not only is that not okay to say if she'd walked in naked or even in a stripper gear with tassels it's just not okay. You just couldn't tune into wherever I was like, I was like, this from. I was like okay it's so part of me frozen in time going what? <laughs> uh, she leaves the the aunt leaves. Leaves in a huff or just, just leaves? leaves to talk. Oh. She's she, she leaves, she's going. I'm just out of so someone else who crossed said, I know that, did you just call her sugar? I know that girl, that's very not cool to say. Totally was off. So the guy next to the teenager, who's this older, graying guy, typical kind of, obviously kind of, probably involved in Gamer Gate kind of thing. You know, like, it just had that air of it. Yeah, well, the air of pretentiousness. In gamers, we, actually, we have a word for that because the gaming sort of, this is ours, don't touch, kind of happened before a lot of women got on, and it, mm -hmm. it's mostly towards anything that is new. Mm -hmm. And there's a word for this. I can't remember what it's called. But it's. Um, How about you think about that while yeah, I'm Yeah, well, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, 
So this guy is trying to defend this. Oh, it's just a joke. And she's saying, I said, look, she was offended. It's not funny. It's not a joke. That's all that matters. And he was like, whoa. And and so he tried one more time. And so I finally, I was like, you're young. You're learning. Let's move on. <laughs> you will not die because of your stupidity. <laughs> yes. You are so excuse you for now. <laughs> and, and finally, everyone was like ready to like just move on to him. Because I was, I just laid the smack down. I'm like, because this guy, he's trying to argue like, oh, it's just a joke. I'm like, it's not a joke. Yeah. It's not funny. She was offended. That's all that matters. And it was just with the, the, I mean, I'm not saying it with the same force because I've just had not had the same heat right now. Mm-hmm. But it was just kind of like, it's like, okay, I'm not fucking with that. <laughs> well, I mean, it. I think it's good though, because you know, the more that that shit sort of gets yeah. called out on, the, yeah. the better it's yeah. going to be. You know, we have kind of a, an acceptance of you know, boys will be boys kind yes. of thing going yeah. on. And that's that's where this stuff it's toxic comes from. to boys and to girls. Really. Absolutely. Yeah. There, there is a sort of okay. I'm not t- talking about a Munchkin phone. All right. Um, there is a certain. Um, I, I, they're not always old. But they are certainly old-minded. There is a certain way of thinking of gaming as this... Um, Male hobby? This is our bastion hobby. Mm-hmm. And women can be in it if they're married to someone, but they're never going to be as cool as all the other guys around, and there will be a few jokes at their expense. And kids can be in it, but, oh, you had ki- uh, kids. And if there are young people, you don't know this yet, you're stupid. And just very against change are you not white Ugh, one of those people like it there's would, also a very like a level of knowledge you have to possess i mean that's why yeah, even now i really don't a, feel comfortable calling myself like a nerd or, or oh, whatever you even, totally are it's a gatekeeper you're totally but, but that's nerd. the thing though oh, it's like because it's like oh well, you, you don't enjoy you know star trek or you yeah. don't know all of the star wars you don't, canon or you, you don't know whatever yeah. it is you, you know? don't know how uh how a d and d systems exactly work. you know most people are really welcoming to people who are yes. new, so it's yes, just, they it's, are. Because I'm like, most I have a very people. mixed setting. You know? most it depends people, on the group, I think. Most people are very welcoming. The part of the challenge, though, is that a lot of the people who are welcoming do tend to, uh, without thinking about it, make jokes about the the slip ups or the lack of knowledge because they're used to dealing with. Uh, their their friends who have the the in depth study of all things Star Wars yeah know, yeah encyclopedic knowledge so sometimes you find people who without meaning to will say something like how could you not know this everyone knows this and that's because right. in the room they're in uh, everyone does know it and they do give one another that level of grief and they just haven't haven't made the quick switch over or didn't catch the switch over in time. To not yeah. say something. And then a lot of times, though, they say things like that, and if someone looks hurt or offended or in some way upset, they'll, they'll back off. I've never but, Oh, I, I, oh yeah, no. Like, I, a lot of people... Maybe when I was just doing... Maybe, but, like, when I was doing the RPGs, again, the reason, like, I never call myself a nerd was because, like, I actually had someone say, like... Oh, wait, you've never played a D&D game? Well, then you're not really a, an RPGer, you know? You can't oh, say that, that just so because you did, up. like... Firefly. What? Well, yeah, because well, I've only old, played in like the more looser. It's an yeah. old conceit. Yeah, it yeah. really is. I got this a bunch by people who like fantasy, um, where I'd be like, "Oh, I'm huge. I'm really. I've been reading fantasy since I was a kid." And like, "Oh, you like Neil Gaiman?" Like, "No, I don't really care for him." And I swear, past college people would be like, 
You can't say you like fantasy if you don't like Neil Gaiman. And I was like, it's the genre. I use, I've lost friends after arguments where I'm like, you do not get to tell me or anyone else what I do and do not like because I don't like the same shit as you. This is Great. bullshit. But it's not, it doesn't affect me as much because I look male, I am white, I... Um, it, there's this old guard thinking, and this is in all cultures, and it comes to this sense of um, change happens. I remember when there wasn't as much change. Things were good. So people who were in that era, those are our allies. Everyone else is the enemy. They're the reason I am getting old, or well, that things are I developing. Mean, I don't know why there's the hate of you know even the gamer girlfriend because it's like yeah. somehow you lose cool points for actually having relationships. <laughs> you're not you're not as isolated as we are. <laughs> I, I, I think there's I think there's a little more to it than that. I would of course agree. Made. Yeah, I'm I've simplifying. Been, I, I've been gaming for more than uh, thirty years. You're older than thirty. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize I'm that. 42. Oh, see, this is... <laughs> You're 42? Yeah. Well, in a month, yeah. Yeah, next month I'll be 42. Wait a minute, it's almost been a year since we met? Yeah. Holy crap. I yeah. thought you were, th at l like, oldest 33. Nope. I thought we were the same age-ish. Are we no, the same age -ish? you two are the same age-ish, but I'm 10 years older than she is. Mm -hmm. That blows my mind. But... Yeah, Seb has the secret youth power. <laughs> <laughs> but what... what what, what I was saying is... You should see his face I, right uh, now. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I look young. Putting <laughs> 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 nice red shade. <laughs> Let's keep talking about how beautiful Seb is. <laughs> so, would you consider growing your hair out more? <laughs> <laughs> it is no, because I'm lazy in the morning and don't want to have to deal with brushing it out. That's not fair. It's a bother, but it feels so good. <laughs> Depends on the hairbrush. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. That was not the right hairbrush. That's my portable hairbrush. What 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 I was saying though is when I started gaming, there were a whole lot more options and D&D really was the core uh -huh. game everyone played. Yeah. Uh -huh. And part of it was it really was a look down on hobby. It was. Uh, yeah. Yes, it was. And, and in many ways, a lot of parts of the hobby are still looked down they, on, they like are. action LARPing, uh, right. costuming. They, uh, yeah. But so when you start <laughs> yeah. with when you start with this group that is really looked down on, they have that common uh, point of uh, activity they can draw on. And almost we the spiking out, D. the defending, right. uh, and D, the D, D is ours. We're going yeah. to play this, and people who. Who look down on that are you know different and that really continued I would say until the very early 90s when White Wolf started putting out Vampire the Masquerade and the other they did project. bring in a lot more people it brought in a huge group of people it brought in yeah. people who who were <laughs> brought in a tremendous and amount with of goths women and with <laughs> women yeah. And a lot of these players were more social to begin with, mm -hmm. and uh, the game systems were more social to begin yeah. with. That's and not just pagans and, and, and like a huge chunk of uh, the old uh, right. world of darkness was about paganism and new right. beliefs and neo shamanism and hippies. But when it was new, the new uh, the the white wolf players, these new gamers, had no interest in. D &D. Hack and slash no. D&D. Yeah. And so they were, there was still an element of looking down on this core as 
Not okay, you guys are really geeks. I mean, we're, we're, <laughs> right. we're geeks. Yeah. But you guys are really yeah. geeks. We're like, uh, we're cool because, you know, we're just... Because we know how to dress in a way that fits uh, the the effect we would like to put out. Right. Uh, but much like um, things hitting a planetoid, uh, they will collapse and there's chaos. But after a while, everything gets rounded out. There was a time in the late 90s where that core wad group really... Uh, stuck together with all the traditionals and oh, there was true. and there was this huge section of no we are gaming and at that point it was a lot easier to be a woman who was a gamer and in many ways I can't speak from this for I from personal experience but I've seen gaming get a lot easier for women and then the indie revo- the indie game revolution happened around 2004 mm-hmm. where people started putting out a lot of new types of games and then you had kids come in because they were a lot more intellectually easier to grasp and they were a lot more about play Um, and not just kids you had people from different cultures because a big part of the indie game revolution was realizing that this was a white person's game Mm -hmm. and expanding on that and then so a lot of WAD players became much like the D&D player World of Darkness Uh, much like the D&D players uh, who had previously rejected them they had spiked out, and I saw a lot of people being like, "Oh, you play Fate? You yeah. play? Um, you play the the uh, the Adventure of the Mountain Witch?" Or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but as, but as people transition through through those stages, though, they do develop sort of a, a bomb shelter mentality. Yeah, because yeah. because the new people are challenging their their old their perceptions. Yes, exactly. And, and what they value. Yeah. And while while the with the indie games you have people who look down on both the uh, World of Darkness players and the D&D players. And and, yeah. and and so there's still a compression effect for these early gamers. So sometimes the early gamers do look out and say Screw you! Yeah, we, I played D&D. I don't feel I, like I played, I played this game mm-hmm. for thirty years. You're you're trying this new flash in the pan system. We'll see if that product is still around. Yeah, let me tell you. Years from now, old D and D players have seen a lot of games come and go, yeah. and a lot of them have looked like they were going to be huge successes. Yeah, like Cyberpunk twenty twenty looked like that was going to be huge. It was only a ten year old game, so, and I. Uh, I think they just put something out recently, but almost no one can get access. Shadowrun has died several times. It's and in, come back. And come back. Shadowrun Returns, this video game, brought that game back to life. Right. It was insane. Um, the the uh, Legend of the Five Rings and Seventh Seed yeah, both that, like they were going to have serious staying power. Uh, they died, but they so, recently came back a bit and are tapering off. They're tapering little. off, but, yeah. but there are a lot, of, a lot of players who look and say... Yes, I play this game. Yes, it's an old game, but this game has endured. Yeah. And so if you're going to look down on my that game... That is what made 4th you know, we'll Ed such an affront because they changed so much about the philosophy of the system that people who would want the game to get better would say, no, you changed it. Yeah, now it's not my game. Fuck you, we're creating Pathfinder. Pathfinder was invented as a rejection of 4th Ed. And I love 4th Ed. I've played like 1st, 2nd, 3rd edition. I think 4th Ed's one of the best systems they've ever made. I didn't like 4th Ed. 5th Ed has promise. 5th Ed is a good uh, grouping of the two. I just... I knew we were going back when in 4th Ed, all of your spells was right in everything you could do was right in the section 
that your um, class was in, and everyone was like that. And I knew we were going back when in fifth ed, there's a wizard. See list of wizard spells. That's on one page. It's just the list. Now see the entire spell book. You have to go to three right. different places to figure out exactly what you're doing. That was kind of annoying for me when I I, I tried the game because I, I started off as a priest because I like playing healers. And so I was kind of like, well, what can I do? And I was like, uh... <laughs> these games often, I think, uh, defend... Not defend. These games are oftentimes built so arcanely um, acts of, out of tradition and a sense of this is the way we'd like it to look that it, um, it is hard for new people to come in and get that knowledge and so there's the sense of those people who um, already know this stuff yes of course I, this is my thing I know it and it's hard to know and don't change this because I already know this that was a big thing when old wad went to new wad there is a huge outcry from people whose major um, complaint was, why would why do we have to change the backstory? I know all this story already. Right, that's that that was a major. I was actually I was living above a game store. Oh wow! When, uh, that must have been quite a story. When uh, the uh, when the new Wad stuff came out, and my friend ran the shop, and so when I'd be home, uh, mm -hmm. half the time I'd just go hang out with my friend in the shop and people would come in and sometimes think I worked there because they'd see me there all the time. Really, that I just had a tiny awesome. apartment, so <laughs> yeah. there was more space to hang out in the, in the shop. Yeah. Um, and I'd get to talk gaming and comics with whoever came in, so that was yeah. cool. Yeah. But the number of people who were so excited about the new world of darkness coming out mm. Right up until the time the uh, the boxes got open and the products got put on and the shelf, and they realized it was a difference. Different and they started product. looking through it, and and you could see. I mean, there were those people who were really intrigued, mm. and then these guys were like, "What is this?" I I am a big fan in general of the world of darkness. I think the rules got way better. I prefer there being less meta plot story and more choices of what story elements you want to do but i felt that in with my favorite game mage the ascension i like their meta plot not how it works in the overall world of darkness i could care less about that but the overall story of technocracy versus tradition i really really liked and not only is that not present in the new uh mage but the new mage was based off of a completely different uh philosophy of looking at magic so much that i i can't even I don't enjoy it whatsoever. Well, except a certain something huh? just came out. Oh, well, Mage 20. But that is old Mage 20th. And, yeah, but you uh, happen to be reading it, don't I'm you? I'm reading it so hard right now. I love <laughs> it so much. They really, so they took so much of the ideas that worked in New World of Darkness to the point where every time they say plot, they have this structure here on the side and say, you could do this. But here are three different options you can use, just like in New World of Darkness when they give you options. Hmm. You don't have to do this. And I love that. I love it. So anyway, this isn't meant to be me ranting about loving <laughs> mage. But I did feel that sense of the loss of what I had. And, and getting back to, to our original point, it's that sense of people who've been doing it a long time feeling the need to defend their, mm -hmm. their hobby that sometimes results in them being stupidly prickly about it. Yeah, if, well, because almost iconoclast. Yeah. But no, I think you guys no. are bringing up a good point. It's like, it's the intensity, you know? Yeah. The, the, I think, you know, kind of how you point, like, you know, back in, you know, 
back in the old days, right? Like you, you had just only a few set systems, and so like D and D, like you got all the way in, and you loved because that there game. was nothing and that, else, right? And so like you, you that you knew that back, front, sideways, yeah. and everything. You, you also didn't have a production schedule where there were supplements coming out every month either, right? Yeah. So you ended up playing the same adventure multiple times. <laughs> but I think so. I think one of the the backlashes, um, which I'm not saying it's a, a bad thing, but like one of the backlashes of kind of having all of these new games and therefore these new gamers is that yeah. they don't have that intensity. They don't have that, man, I love this one thing with just such a zealousness right. that, yeah. I mean, really what changed for me as far as not getting so much crap about not being nerdy enough was when I found something, which was Firefly, where I was such a fangirl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Firefly's amazing. <laughs> but like you know it was only when I really was able to display that same sort of intensity which because I've never really enjoyed the Star Wars or Star Trek and I even made faux pas about mixing up the two occasionally yeah. oh, that's you know, I, oh yeah oh <laughs> trust me I <laughs> but like you know I would kind of get hot because Own even it. though <laughs> you know even though I was still definitely like playing the the various yeah. RPGs and, and LARPs and stuff I wasn't. I didn't have that same intensity mm-hmm. for certain something. But as soon as I got the Firefly intensity, then it was like, okay, well, you're cool. But it was interesting though because I still was getting yeah. interviewed. Like when I would say, oh, that's yeah, a lot of sexist gatekeeping, fire. right? Yeah. Because yeah. again, it was like I would notice that, like, like for example, you, Jarvis, you know, you could say like, oh yeah, I'm a Firefly fan. Yeah. I love it, and they'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. totally get that. But then like if I'd say like I was a Firefly fan, they'd be like, oh, oh yeah. Well, what's the captain saying? Well, what's you know what what what's you know what's Saffron's real name? What's the you know like just just drilling every possible angle so that it was like okay you've gotten the cool points. But the thing is that only works for certain shows because for instance if I say I'm a supernatural fan and I say but I haven't seen so season nine or ten of government right whatever. No, I mean... You're not up to date. You are clearly not a supernatural fan. (laughs) (laughs) I said as a true supernatural fan. Oh, whatever. (laughs) That's the thing. I don't don't get people saying, like, in what season did... Supernatural is just so generally accepted as everybody must love supernatural. That is true. Though, Melissa, I think, as we have previously discussed personally... um, uh, you do experience sexism, but you do have an intensity which drives off a lot of sexism. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't, That's you true. have I yourself said she does not experience sexism in the same intensity that most other women do. I'm sorry, everybody. I don't know that I have a masculine personality. Well, consider what you did to that guy last night, where you just turned on him. <laughs> like, oh, that's true. I did lay that. Down. You know, like a lot of times. You know, and I've fallen victim to this, you know, so often, and it's one of the things that's been really interesting, because now with my career going, you know, yeah. social justice warrior kind yeah. of, you know, path, <laughs> it's been really interesting, because it is hard to step out, like, we're not socialized to 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 be blunt, we're not socialized to be upfront about our opinions mm-hmm. and our viewpoints, yeah. Yeah, and so it gets true. really hard to, to step outside of that, like, even... Um, I can't think of a specific scenario, but like over the LARP, there was instances where I was like, oh, I kind of felt uncomfortable and I felt like I wanted to say something, but oh, but that would have been impolite, you know? And I feel like I'm constantly having to fight that. Yeah. You know? You should fight it because let me, this, uh, the group you are in, the nerd group, is filled with a majority of people who did not get that training and and thus are very blunt and will just say anything that appears in the front of their head. Like, maybe not ask the English person <laughs> that really there. Or, or a, a certain uh, young man who we're not going to name, in case he listened to this, I don't want to embarrass him, who is much loved, but also extremely 
extremely um, um, uh, when socially you, awkward. No, when you just do things. Uh, impulsive. Yes, extremely impulsive. A son of a certain friend of ours. You know uh, who? Yes. Extremely <laughs> impulsive, but who will just say things? Who? Great guy and very nice, uh, but has ener more energy than. Anyone else? <laughs> yeah. like he was telling me earlier, like, oh yeah, I've been doing this, and then I played Werewolf until five o'clock in the morning, and I was like, oh my god. The only thing I did until five o'clock in the morning when I was your age was wait to see if that girl would call me back. I I had a really hard time with Werewolf because I uh, my vision's so bad that I typically could not make connections with the people who I was playing with as I couldn't meet their eyes. Um, so I stopped playing it after a while because I had a hard time getting it. And so many of my late nights and cons was me, like, flirting with someone and then saying, be like, I'll totally hang out with you later. And then me being like, well, I have to stay up in case they call me. And then we can keep flirting. And, oh. Um, that's, that's how Zeb started becoming <laughs> such a, a, a night owl. <laughs> Is that true, Zeb? It might have worked a little better for me. <laughs> he, he kind of follow, followed and then, and then didn't know how to leave, so stayed up till... 5 a.m. the night night before you had to make an eight-hour drive back home to, to Eureka. Oh, oh, I remember you telling me But we weren't talking about me and awkwardness or people. Awkward. We were talking about... Um, one of the things I noticed is that in geekiness, that passion, that love, that intensity of love is a big part of it. And if you can, it's almost like a religion, if it very much is like a religion, because it's an identity culture, right. uh, which works the same way. If you can demonstrate that intensity, you're given a lot of passes, but the intensity can only do so much for people who are typically othered. Right. Um, so, yeah. And, and that is one thing why I gravitate towards LARPing, because LARPing is way better about that because the social aspects are extremely uh, meta, remarked upon, people are conscious of them, and there are a lot more women in the group. So you don't, mm -hmm. you typically weed out the guys who just can't stand. But I think that's part of it. Because I don't, I don't think there's it, a lot more acceptance, you yes, can get more women who are like, true. oh, okay, I'm not going to have to deal with this normal crap yeah. that I deal with when I'm doing like the tabletop. So. And there's a big, the, the women who came in from World of Darkness and with a group of people who played vampire and realized that they don't want to spend the rest of their lives playing vampire, and then cut <laughs> off to play more one-shot LARPs and fell in love with it. I think almost everyone I know of in the LARPing group who are did vampire first, and just, I did vampire first and then much preferred this type of LARP. I tried it once. I feel like you need to try it just so you get kind of that flavor experience that everyone has. It's, it's, it's kind of like babysitting. <laughs> it's kind of like babysitting when you're 16. Everyone should try it once. And, and if, if you don't like it, don't do it again. Now, we were talking with someone earlier in the condo who suggested, because he, he still loves uh, vampire LARPing. And there's nothing and wrong with loving vampires. I help run a vampire LARP. What he suggested just, is actually people who do it should do it Plan to do it at three or four different events. Yeah. Because uh, you have to be able to get a certain level of familiarity with it before you uh, before you decide if you like it. Because since most of the vampire LARPs at cons are done as as part of a continuity, yeah. Those first couple of LARPs, you're you're in a game with people who've been playing the same character for years. 
you're not going to get the opportunity to interact. You're not going to have the power to interact, and you're not going to get the your the respect from and, the other gamers until you've been there and until they yeah. can see that you're worth interacting with because if you're only there once, they've only got a few hours to, to make their interactions and advance yeah. their, their plot and their character. Mm-hmm. Someone who's just there to, to stick their toe in the water and see Maybe might be nice to do stuff with, but that is choosing to be nice and do stuff with the new guy at the expense of advancing your character for that. Hey, section. gaming community, I have an idea. Run entire games for new vampire players. Yes, I want that, to join that. That actually would be a really good idea. And <laughs> I, I think uh, the Bell of Requiem group is a great way of getting into LARPing. Well, some vampire LARPers would turn your nose at that because they still do masquerade and don't... Uh, Bedrack is Requiem now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, they're actually transitioning to the even newer God Machine rules, which made fighting much easier. I don't... There has never been a World of Darkness system where combat hasn't been problematic. It's so weird. It's almost like they're not... It, they really wanted combat to be serious and want it to be not about the combat, but the, it seems like they've never made combat. Uh, yeah, I have it. The, the, uh, I would... Uh, I left this in the room the other day. I, I would disagree only in that when I first uh, encountered mm-hmm. White Wolf... I ran for a while the first edition vampire rules. Mm-hmm. And under first edition vampire rules in the first year, year and a half, mm-hmm. combat did work. It was simple. And a big part of that was just there was no other source material. Oh, that the, there was you had nothing the one else green to get complicated. Yeah. And if you had the one green book, it was a fairly exhaustive folio of rules. Uh, but that was that it. That was it. Yeah. Uh, and before else right, and, and then when when the when the supplements came out, and Vampire was each, huge into adding new rules. Right, there, there were new supplement. rules. There were new powers, uh, and the the where White Wolf failed, I think, with first edition Vampire, and to some extent second edition really, was their editorial staff did a miserable job at scaling. And uh, the power levels. The clan books. Like yeah, well, the, yeah, the clan books, and then the, the didn't just the clan books, the region books. Because um, I, I, I um, along I, I have so for listeners who I may have explained this before, but also for you, I have a major part of my life, and so there was a time when I was in college where I did play some vampire games, like I did some role playing, I did some some D and D, and I did some larping and stuff, but I don't remember. It at all. What? <laughs> I have pieces of it, but I do remember. Do things ever become familiar? Some things are like, yeah. oh yeah, but, and then, then some things are like, oh, leaving that situation because I don't oh, fuck that. Um, but um, I, I do remember the green book, and then, then right. were all the, the clan books that started to right. come out. And, and and when when your stack was one book and maybe a clan book. Yeah, that was Then fine. you had a little bit of extra rules. But, they, they but then they, all the clan books kept new powers, new mm-hmm. rules, new ways the powers were supposed to interact. Oh. Which is something they've really improved upon in New World of Darkness, I find. Um, they One of the things they set up is like, we want a world where if you want to interact, you do not need to have one specific rule book mm-hmm. to figure out how that should work. So they started with a blue, this is the base rules book. And right. then they put out 
I, uh, I really Superman. liked that. So there's, Me a, there's, too. A basic, there's a basic book that's just World of Darkness. Yes, and it gives you how to play humans looking at the supernatural, and there's like, also, which meant that the game. exorcism rules in New World of Darkness are so fucking easy. Anyone in any game can roll their intelligence plus a cult if they know how to exercise a spirit or a ghost, and anyone could make it work, which kind of shifted the game from mortals are fucked to mortals are typically better at doing this because it depends on your um, your, your morality slash. They've shifted morality in the new worlds from being about your morality to your sanity, hmm. to how structured your mind is. Right. Um, so that um, humans who have higher morality are always going to be better at um, that sort of thing, which made humans, um, i.e. when they put out the hunter rules, um, way more useful and way more interesting because they had access to a style of play that vampires just couldn't do. Vampires struggle to exert any sort of will on spirits or ghosts or anything, um, whereas humans can, uh, to a certain extent, clap their hands and say, I don't believe in this, just mm. by making that role and saying, no, by the power of my faith, you are not here. And they can do it. It's not even magic. It's just the way the world has been built to work. And I found that. Why did I go on a huge tangent? I really <laughs> no, like that so rule. Much about the now. <laughs> I, I really like that rule. It's way easier to do these things. And one of the things I found when I tried Requiem Vampire role playing is if you were the one character with high humanity who was good at that, everyone had to come to you to be like, Can you get rid of this spirit? <laughs> Only you were close enough to what is good to shove out this spirit. It was very, very affirming so, for playing a good character. Yes, yes, that's what we should be oh, talking man. about. Oh, man, I've played so many awesome games. That, um, we mean, managed to get into every yeah. game we wanted to. We did. Game. Let's talk about how few people there were here. Well, the, this was, this was LARP-wise the smallest yeah. uh, KubaCon I've been to since I started LARPing. Okay. Yeah, and There, there was were, room for everyone. Well, there, there were a few games that had wait lists, but only a few. Yeah. Um... Friday night, neither game, neither filled, game filled, yeah. but both were close. Yeah. Uh, Saturday morning, neither game filled. One. The morning the, game. The, the we, morning game had half its. Yeah, we went with like two thirds. Yeah, right. no, I was impressed it, you were able to run it. It was fun. If I had written the game, we would not have been able to run it. I Aaron has a certain way of writing things that makes that easier, but I don't want to discuss it on here because it's. The craft, and I don't think he wants me to talk about. It. But it, it it was uh, it was fun to to play, but it was very strange in a in a game where clearly there were uh, there were so many more people needed. Um, Saturday night, I think everybody got into all the games they were trying to get into. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sunday night was the only night where there were people who were trying to get into games that got turned away, and that was because there was. One traditional LARP, and then the shelter in place, which is a, a less traditional. Uh, yeah. That was a little chaotic. Yeah. <laughs> so, I heard. that was that was kind of that was kind of sad. That just that we not miss that, people. We miss people. And we miss you, Mike and Mailing. We we miss you, Eli. Everyone. We. God, this list is gonna get right, so there, long. There, there, <laughs> well, a lot of a lot of the groups of Mike Mailing obviously couldn't make it, and a yeah. lot of the other groups in this area 
especially people who run games who like run games Lydia, couldn't be here for a variety of reasons. Yeah, and that yeah. just that, uh, Alicia that, and Ryan were only here for a little bit. Alicia and Ryan yeah. were only here. Yeah, there were there were a lot of people who just yeah. this year didn't work for them. Hopefully, that's not going to be a thing because this is a, this is a good con. I like the way. Uh, the I like the way they handle right. lurks here. The, and this the is one of the best happen. run cons. Yeah, yeah. The, the games themselves, though, I think were fantastic. I think yeah. I'd even claim, like, at least for me, maybe, but, like, the games that I... I loved each of the games I was in because I thought they were really well-designed with the yeah. overall plot and oh, yeah. like, each individual relationship. It was exceptionally... Uh, I only told you about this, but the three of us were in the uh, Trial of Ashes game. I was exceptionally impressed with their rules and setup. That that was fantastic. Every, it was amazing. Yeah, when they first told us that it was like, yeah, you're not really going to the only the only thing that you're gonna do is get assigned to a team, but yeah. after that it's just completely and that's, up to the you. characters were way more interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I, 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 I was so very concerned fun. when they set that up though. When they said we're we're gonna divide you into teams yeah. and what we're going to give you is basically stat cards yeah. and we're going to tell you that these are the rules or there, there are going to be a few roles you have to fill, and then the the rest is is up to you. I was I was very uh, nervous. I I was very had I been had I been hearing that from a less experienced uh, LARP troop, uh-huh. I would have been really skeptical. Yes, because I could uh, see that because if that had been a group of kids trying their first LARP. My thought would be, okay, you guys are crazy to do this at a convention, <laughs> and but. And the, I think that was a large part part of it too, though, is that we did have, thankfully, a, for the most part, we had a large group of, of experienced players who were who were. And the working. GMs were very experienced, and, and, right? And yeah, we had I mean, we had experienced GMs, but. But the relationship, I think, with the players, the, that that's important because then they can do the relationships without the whole like we need to win condition. Right. You know. In fact, that way was, and I have a hard time talking about this because I kind of won the moment my character was made because I did not have a goal. I just got all of my play right. taken care of as the judge. Um, I feel really bad about that because every time a lot of attention is paid towards me, a small thing in me says, you must have done something wrong. Or no, you're no, you're from Jared, you were doing great in that. I mean, uh, <laughs> what ended up happening was I, there, no one chose what group they wanted to be in. Everyone said any group. And when I got there, I think Devin or Wendy like leaned in towards me and be like, just please be specific because no one is saying what they want. And I was about to check off Angel or Judge. I was like, no, fuck this. I'll just do Judge. Yeah. I, All I said was, like, I just want to do something evil because Saturday morning was not a good morning for me. You so were very, very What ended up happening in that group, uh, you were there, is... I assumed other people wanted to be the judge. So explain to the listeners what the game was. Oh, so the, game, <laughs> the game, as we were told, was that there was going to be some sort of trial. The uh, the demons and uh, demons and angels were coming together for a trial, and someone was being judged. And that really was the extent of the setup we right. knew. They wrote, and they actually wrote nothing. Because in creating your characters, your team was to decide what the case was. Right. 
was very, oh, very that could have been Like very I said, it could have been absolutely right. terrible, that could've, that could've but been... it was really well. Well, in some ways, it was problematic in that because so many people were yes-anding. When you and your fucking group were lying, the angel group felt like they had to yes-and the lie. <laughs> I know, they we're like, thought, oh, I the heard demon this. team. We are demons. <laughs> so we they were making end... up shit, and they were like, oh yeah, no, that must have happened. I love when they got to the point where, where, where the character on trial... Well, you know, had to be like, yes, I did reveal myself. And Even though like, he had not previously right, determined well, because, that. Because, yeah, we made him. We're like, uh, yeah, we totally saw Yeah, yeah but I really don't sentence. remember why I was going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. The, the way they ran with it by saying it was the prophetess, the prophet told me I had to do it was a great fix. Right. Anyway, you were explaining how the game was going to work. I'm sorry. <laughs> we, we, were, we were told that that was the setup. Just there was going to be a trial. And then apparently... Uh, we, well, we got divided up into teams, and there each, was the judge team, the angel team, and the demon team. And each team had a few role ideas. The judge team had the judge, an angelic advisor, a demonic advisor, and other. And the other could be anything except well, angel or demon. The just some retinue people who were there to help and protect the judge. Right. But they could literally be They could anything. be literally anything. Now, as I understand it, the angels had, you had to have the angel. And then no one else could be an angel. And then right. no one else could be that an angel. And I think they also had a prophet as part of it. Yeah, they could, right. yeah. Yeah, they had angel and prophet roles. Just like I think Did you guys you? had demon and lawyer. No, we just had, no, we just had a demon. But Your I mean, lawyer a demon. concept was so <laughs> fucking perfect. How I had a hard time. not have a lawyer? Okay, like, so... When I was introduced to the lawyer, I asked the, the head demon to stand up. That was Rebecca, and I asked who her counsel was. And he steps up and is like, I am a damn soul. I am a lawyer, but I know how to do my job, and I'm going to do this perfectly. I'm like, this is every lawyer goes to hell joke I've ever heard. I love this concept. But that was what was so much fun about the game is that like you were able to come up with that. Like with really, anything. we were just given the demon thing, and so like someone was like, "Yes, I'm going to be you know the the person who gathers all the information," and then we got the lawyer, and then we got you know. Um, and I love the relationships that we were able to establish. It's cooperative. It is yeah. and cooperative. That's and they, what made it based they, off of fate. They had a lot of fate like people right. work together to make right. the characters. Uh, they, I told them there were two things that because when we. When they gave us these attributes, they said, okay, here are your stats. You get to divide up, figure out who has what. And then we each had a special ability trait descriptor we were had mm -hmm. to come up with on our own. Mm -hmm. And what I later told the game masters were two things. They needed to give us a little more direction on the abilities and how to make them usable. Because yeah. I think the majority of people came up with excellent descriptors. Yeah. But... Didn't have there, there wasn't a, a, there wasn't right, an application have a, like, element to that it. Just didn't really have a purpose, right? Yeah. And so if you although I think he had a good time. I, when you're done, I want to talk about that. But I just I told them that that a lot of people came. They came up with great stuff. We all came up with great abilities, and we they mentioned that they were surprised the abilities didn't get used. And I said, well. In that setting, it was hard to because we were all coming up with abilities that represented our role, and we weren't necessarily coming up with abilities that were going to represent our role in the court. Right. Yeah. And so our role outside of, of that environment, yeah. it would have been perfect in a larger yeah. game setting. Yeah, I did the, characters that was like that too. The, the other thing that would have been useful is there were three 
uh, three game masters, it would have been really useful if the if each of the storytellers had gone one to each group. Oh, that would have been and amazing. Then sat in quietly, but been there to field questions and to uh, help people develop to help their people along. That would have that been would, much faster. That would have resolved, yeah. I think, a lot of the questions right. that that the demon team and the angel team had about uh, roles and requirements yeah. early on. We had it really easy. Uh, when we were trying to figure out what to do, Jarrah said, okay, how do we want to figure out who wants that to be the, 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 the judge? Team yeah. For the viewers. yeah, so and we I were said, on the same team. I said, you know, I don't really want to be a judge like to be the demon if no one else wants it. And the guy sitting next to me said, you know, I really don't want to be the judge either. I kind of like yeah. to be the angel. And yeah, that, by the way, the guy who played the angel is one of my favorite LARPers and I almost never get to LARP with him. The, he is he, such a great guy. Sitting with him as he was talking, describing yeah. the character, I thought... Okay, I, I, I haven't LARPed with you before, and I really have no idea what to expect. And you're tying your, your activities really closely to mine, and uh-oh. Oh, he really wanted and to then, be there as your watcher. Right. And, <laughs> and then at the beginning of the game, he was just sort of sitting there looking sullen and somber and, 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 and generally <laughs> irritated with the world, and I thought... Really, the guy who I who may be interacting with me just looks like he's bored, and that's no. But and I realized as soon as he started playing, no, that was that was the uh, that was the, the 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 effect he had taken on yeah. for the character, he and he was great. great he was great to work with, but yeah. we all just had natural. Okay, I want this. I want this. I want this. The the people playing the entourage were like, I'm thinking this. I'm thinking yeah. this. Okay, so let, I want to talk about... Uh, we. I, I probably shouldn't name him because I don't have his permission to be named and we're not very close friends, but there was a guy on our group um, who I know from the Cat Club and various, and I know he's a vampire LARPer. I think this might be one of his first few times LARPing outside mm. of vampire. Um, and we're describing the concept to him and he's like, so we can be anything? Can, can I be a Jedi Knight? Not like really, but in like a that's how I express my supernatural thing. And I was like, and I told him, uh, these GMs are really open-minded. I know them personally. I really like that concept. He had already said he wanted to be my protector. I would love to have a Jedi Knight. Right. I would love to be best friends with you and have us do this. So go up there and ask them. I, I will totally support you the whole way. You should do this. And but we he, wanted to make sure that the, the storytellers weren't going to say, no, you can't be yeah. a Jedi. So, and I gave him an idea, like, what if you interpreted the Holy Spirit as the Force, which is actually a, um, a way that Christians write about Star Wars, because I thought that mm -hmm. might work out. So he came back and said, well, they said that I could be someone who um, whose mind is broken and has to interpret things this way. And it's like, is that what you want? It's like, yeah, okay, have fun. Like, great. And so we ran for, with it. And he seemed to have a really, really good time, even though he essentially was just attached to me. So I kept giving him things to do so he could go and interact with right. people. He um, really got strange looks when he walked uh, walked up to people I was talking to and started referring to Master Yoda. Yes, <laughs> who was me? Like, And so I asked him for advice, and he's like, the Jedi Council cannot be trusted here. I am not sure if those on the light side are truly uh, for the side of good. And he interprets, because I know Star Wars, I had this entire conversation <laughs> with him. And then I sat there and be like, okay, let me put that in how my character thinks of things. 
Okay. <laughs> he was great to work with. I hope he had a good time, but he really seemed to. I, I think if, I think almost everyone had fun. There were a few people who... Yeah, yeah we had kerfuffles on our team, but I think that was mainly just because there was a miscommunication as far as like how many angels, how many demons. Which I really wish there had they had allowed for more angels and more demons. Which, yeah, especially because like how we had at least created our team, it wouldn't have really interfered a whole lot to have them be demons. And in fact, two of the plot ideas we had kind of had to be um, killed because and they didn't, a lot they didn't of, work yeah. without a demon. And a lot of the angel uh, characters seemed almost useless unless as angels they could... Uh, it, it feels as if it felt as if there were a lot of people on the groups who were there as character witnesses, but because they were human, could not they, they very limited. Limit. Yeah, very limited. And while it was cool that they could be anything, um, I think the only human character who got the most out of their concept was the prophetess, who could just be like, "This is what I do. Do I know how it works? No, but I'll tell you every damn thing I say here is going to be true in the future." Well, the, who was the, played by a little girl who was adorable. The, the prophetess and the uh, the the senator. The senator the was also uh, amazing. Or the lawyer for yes. the side of the angels yeah, was a senator. Oh my god, he was so funny. Uh, I also really liked the little girl. She had a fucking tood. Um, when the cross-examination came up, she literally, like, like, and this is like an eight or nine-year-old, went, roll I okay. Like, just the biggest attitude. I think she was a little older than that, but... Yeah, maybe, yeah. She yeah. was hilarious. Again, for me, though, what I loved most about it was just the ability to kind of create your own plot, create your own goals. Yes. <laughs> it was so cool to, to go, you know, like, I was... You know, I checked in with Yusef and was like, oh, hey, you know, let's go ahead and, and create this, like, you know, rival thing that we've got going between us. And then, like, when I walked up to the angel, um, who, before we knew that there was only, mm -hmm. like, one uh, angel per team. Yeah. You know, I walked up to him and I was like, hey, you know, I've been kind of wanting to do, like, a love interest plot uh, with someone where, since I'm a demon, though, like, you know, before I fell, we were, we yeah. were madly in love, but then obviously that's not worked out so well. And he's like, well, that's great. I'm the one on trial. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Let's totally... You had a love thing with Dave O? That must have that's, been so that's, weird. Yeah, that's why the, there was the, the whole back and forth oh, between us. And oh, the marks. And, oh, my and, God. I thought that was just because you were angels and demons. No, that was so no. deep. Wait, that's, that's why he kept hilarious. on making jokes about, like, the bedroom and stuff. And, uh, what, he would also make jokes like you'd say, I do things a certain way. And he would act... Like the most spurned goddamn person. It, it was like you broke his heart. Well, that's the whole point, right? Yeah. Because we would say, like, yeah, we had mad love thing, and then, like, every eight months he was going and checking in on me, except for, you know, when he had the, the issue that brought him to trial. Yeah, exactly. Over the last year. So, but, but it was great, because I think that added such a fun and, and extra level of interest to the, mm -hmm. the overall game as a yeah. result because of the back and forth that was going on between us. So, mm -hmm. and I don't, you know, that not necessarily would have happened had everything already been set up. Yeah, now, that's you know. definitely true. One of the things I found playing the judge and one of the things that they talked to me about, uh, it, Devin pulled me aside and be like, you know, all of the procedure is going to be on you. And I was like... Okay, I hope that works for you, because I took this job because I love courtroom drama, and I want to make this as courtroom as possible. I love that you started off by saying, I've watched a lot of law. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 
my character was, I really tried to play them as, like, fish out of water. I don't quite know what I'm doing here, but you know what? We're going to make this work, and I understand that the consequences are galactic spelling, <laughs> but you know what? Did you I, say you were like an atheist two weeks prior? I, I was a Buddhist atheist from Japan who had been pulled out and been like, so the Christians are right, but because you are truly impartial, you can judge this thing. And I, there would be times where they'd make biblical claims that I had to stop and ask, is that true? Did that happen in the Bible? Like, and there was a, I had to, I've just been reading up and I've only gotten to Deuteronomy. <laughs> it was so fun. I really enjoyed it. Did you guys like the? I wasn't too overbearing. I hope or no. pulling. No, no, no. I, I think it, I think it all went well. I think that uh, the only people I I uh, there were a handful of people that I wasn't sure had a good time, and those tended to be the human minions on. Yeah, which on is why sides. had they been angels and demons, they and might they, have yeah, had they, a lot more fun. They well, might and have felt to like be they fair, I think those were also the inexperienced yeah. players, and that's well, definitely the quieter players. Well, and yeah. I think that was a problem too, is like because again, if you had the, the experienced ones, you could have created extra plots. Like even as you were pointing out, the thug guy that who really didn't have anything to do because the Jedi Knight. No, no, no. My, on my team. We oh, had, your thug. We oh, had yeah. a muscle guy yeah. before we realized that the muscle guy would have been kind of pointless in a courtroom. Yeah. Um, but he still, because he's been in a couple of LARPs beforehand, he was still able to come up with connections that still made it fun. So, like, Good. one mm -hmm. of his connections with me was, like, I, even though it's going to be impossible for a thug to become the right-hand man of, of a demon, he's going to try so he was just constantly like being like, well, she's clearly not doing her job, and he's clearly doing the best <laughs> job. I could do the best job. So even though he didn't have actual yeah. things to do, he was still able right. to That's interact good. and to play. That's good. So but I think there's a certain level of like being able to create something from nothing that inexperienced that, players that, don't necessarily yeah, have they, yet. But, but when you have, I think there was at least one inexperienced player on each of Angel and Demon's sides. and. Yeah. The role there just seemed a little uh, like a stretch for them. You know? yeah. Okay, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. Uh, one of the concerns I had is because I knew it was going to be a courtroom, who talks is very regimented. And I was given the sole role of determining who would talk, which was very nervous for me because it's a LARP and I want people to interact. Right. But it also couldn't, the story could not progress. And it seemed like people enjoyed the courtroom part way more than the talking around because while talking around was cool we were laughing and, and and doing things that may be me skewed however so i was the was it more fun to socialize or to be in the courtroom i think it was a mix of both i mean the courtroom again because we had the established relationship with the mm -hmm. the angel and me it made it easier because since we were already, whether yeah. you were telling us to or not, bantering back and forth, yeah. it kind of encouraged the lawyer and the senator to do the same thing. <laughs> and they did it a lot. They all, I'm surprised these two people didn't end up physically fighting. Like, not out of character, but they were uh, uh, rhetorically at each other's throats. Right. Um, it think, was hilarious. I think the people who were able to interact with the courtroom or the court setting yeah, the lawyers, really the enjoyed... Really enjoyed the court stuff. Yeah. I think uh, Rebecca and Dave being able to be the primary focus there, mm -hmm. uh, the senator and the lawyer. Yeah. And uh, most of Team Judge right. uh, really had things we could do because 
after a couple of outbursts on our table, we realized, hey, we can just ask questions. Or <laughs> yeah, and after and, and, a part of me was thinking, like, I should allow this, but I don't want to stifle anyone's play, and you're thinking of better questions than I am. <laughs> well, I got to the point where I got frustrated with the questions that the demon lawyer was answering or was asking. Well, was well, that's not mince that. words. Both lawyers were not the best because they're not actually lawyers, and that's fine. It's and a role and game. Young. And, and they were young. But sometimes they would ask something or fail to ask something so obvious that when you're like, I feel like I should speak for my side, I'm like, please, <laughs> let someone grill this witness. Right. Yeah, no, the lawyer's totally getting fired. <laughs> there were a couple of, the, the one occasion where, uh, where one, of the, one of the players on our side asked a question because nobody had, and... The demon lawyer stood up and said, I was just about to say that. And then the angel lawyer said, you, f like, like, what do you like, say? Like, oh, oh shit. He's like, oh, really? And the entire room broke out in the laughter. I'm sorry, guys. I've held you here for like an hour and ten minutes, and it's past your two o'clock time. Oh, then we should probably, uh, yeah. Yeah, we soon as we don't have to I mean, waste I, right had, I had my caffeine, so I'm so a little bit right call now. you need to get? It, within the hour, so okay, subscribe. that's good. I would we can make this longer if we need to. Believe me, the more content, the better. Although if it gets to we two hours, we'll have to break it down into two. I've been doing this in six-hour bursts. Every Melissa and I are getting very hungry. <laughs> then what is this that? Mean? Yeah. Okay. How about diner food, hon? How about you tell the listeners how to contact the Ace of Geeks? Okay, Melissa wants us to be done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this has been the Ace of Geeks at KublaCon. Oh, my God, there goes my stomach. Um, <laughs> we are at aceofgeeks.net, new website. You can find us at Ace of Geeks um, on uh, Facebook. We're on Tumblr, Ace of Geeks. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Ace of Geeks. What's our email address? Uh, and our email is A-C-E-O-F-G-E-E-K-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G at gmail.com. That's Ace of Geeks Podcasting at gmail.com. We've been sitting here with Zev and Rebecca, um, though I know you guys probably don't have anything to hype. I want to say from the Ace of Geeks, congratulations on your upcoming wedding. <laughs> Thank you. Um, is... Is there any sign-off or anything you want to leave our listeners with? Just an encouragement to, to try uh, come to KublaCon and some of the other Bay Area cons. Oh, LARPing please. around here is great. We're always looking for new players. And if this... And uh, new players are cool. Yes. Be nice to them. Yes. yes. I know we've been ragging on them a little bit, but believe me, I would not have traded that lawyer for anyone else. I, yeah. I, <laughs> he, we needed him. And that's it. Yeah? I'm hungry. Okay, we're done. We're done. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.